At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Welcome into the run line right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Adam Burke, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on this Sunday, the 21st day of August. And Adam, that means that 47 days remain until we hit postseason baseball. I'm glad you knew the number because I didn't. But uh, I know a lot <laughs> of people talking about football, obviously, with good reason. Our NFL guide comes out this week, but. Don't forget about baseball. Don't forget about September baseball and all the opportunities that come about. And, of course, the postseason as well, which should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Sunday night baseball going on right now. And for the second week in a row, it features the Boston Red Sox, despite the fact that they are in last place in their division. They're facing the fourth-place team, the Baltimore Orioles, who are just two and a half games out of the American League wildcard picture coming into tonight's contest. And, by the way, the Baltimore Orioles tonight, Adam, if they win this game, they will go over their season win total, which was 62 and a half. And right now they are at 62 victories. So a lot on the line for Baltimore Orioles betters tonight. Yeah, absolutely. In this game, of course, at historic Bowman Field. Uh, this is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the Little League Classic here. Uh, so you know, good opportunity for the kids to go out there and watch a Major League Baseball game and a good opportunity for the Orioles here to you know continue having the great season that they've been having. Well, right now, the Orioles are winning 2-1 to one in the top of the third inning, and the uh, Orioles are minus 135 in the live market right now to go ahead and continue to win this game. The Boston Red Sox are take back plus 105, and your in-game total is now up to 10. 
Um, let's talk about the Orioles a little bit, Adam. It's really been an pretty incredible season for them. Uh, I believe that they have exceeded expectations, and you can say that just by the fact that it looks like they're going to go over their season win total, if not tonight, any day now. But they also have done it for the most part without John Means, who was figured by many as their best pitcher, and he had Tommy John surgery just after the season began. Prior to the season beginning, ESPN had this team power rated dead last, 30th, and they predicted a record of 58-104. and 104. The Athletic ranked the Orioles last, and Fangraph's preseason projections had the Orioles as the worst team in baseball. I did bet their season win total under 62.5. That's obviously going to be a loser here pretty soon. I do know some people that played the over, so while a lot of people, I think, uh, were down on the Orioles coming to this season, there was also a lot of people in the betting market that were high on the Orioles having some positivity, finally, which they are experiencing this season. This season. Yeah, you know, look, I expected this team to be better. I mean, you know, Mike Elias and Sig Mejdal came over from the Houston Astros. They completely revamped this front office, and with good reason. I mean, they absolutely needed to. And I expected the pitching to be better, right? With teams that go the analytics route, the pitching improves first, and then they hope that the hitting kind of follows. What's been really interesting for Baltimore here this season is that all of it's come together at once. The pitching has been great. The bullpen's been outstanding. As you mentioned, they're doing this without John Means, but Jordan Lyles has had a solid year. Dean Kramer, who's pitching tonight, has been very good. Uh, Austin Voth has been good of late as well. Kyle Bradish has been better. Basically, all of their starting pitchers have outperformed their expectations, I think, this season and especially of late. But also the offense has caught up. Adley Rutschman now is the best rookie in baseball in terms of WRC+. Plus in terms of war, wins above replacement player. He's come on the scene and been everything that he was billed to be as the top prospect in Major League Baseball. And he's also had plenty of help here throughout the course of this season where the Orioles' offense has really been shockingly good, in my opinion. And it gives me a lot of reason to be optimistic about their future. And you know, I've actually joked with a buddy of mine at MLB Dream on Twitter that we're going to have a 2025 ALCS of my Guardians and his Orioles because of their <laughs> prospects and all that may not be that far from the truth, at least on the Baltimore side. Well, I was just going to ask you, as Austin Hayes uh, catches a uh, line out there, Boston hits one to the warning track in the top of the third inning. We head now to the bottom of the third. Again, Baltimore leading 2-1, to one, and as they get the third out there, their money line in the live market goes to minus 200. But I, I was going to ask you your thoughts about the Baltimore Orioles next year. Is that a team? I mean, obviously their win total is going to adjust. Uh, how much does it go to 68 and a half? Does it go to 70? I, I don't know, but are you going to be bullish on the Orioles next season? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where their number ends up being set because I think a lot of people will kind of look at this and think maybe it's a fluke. You know, when you look at their odds on a daily basis in the marketplace, they've been a dog a ton. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they are the best team in baseball to bet on this season because they've won a lot of games in an underdog role. And as we know, you know, the daily lines are predicated on the starting pitchers, and they don't have big names in that rotation. They don't have guys that have eye-popping numbers. They just have a bunch of guys that have been average or a little bit above average. So going into next season, if they don't spend money, you know, I don't know if Grayson Rodriguez will be in the rotation. I don't know if D.L. Hall will be in the rotation. So I'm kind of curious to see what the expectations are for the Orioles here. My guess would be their win totals probably in the mid-70s range, maybe 73, 74, something like that. Obviously, they're gonna, they should surpass that here for this season, but 
I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be really interesting to see what they're, how optimistic the books are on them and how optimistic people are that bet into those markets early on and set those numbers. I mentioned they've got 62 wins now coming into tonight, roughly 40 games left. So you figure they're probably going to get to 80 wins this mm-hmm. year. Uh, it will be certainly interesting to see what their win total comes out as for next season. Uh, we will stay in the American League. We go from the east to the west, and the Seattle Mariners had been on a good run. A couple of hiccups as of late. They had won four out of their last five and seven out of their last ten games. And in the first spot uh, in the American League wildcard standings are the Seattle Mariners, despite losing an extra innings at Oakland on Saturday and then losing to the Oakland A's again today on the road. Yeah, so... A surprising one here with Luis Castillo struggling. Gave up four runs on eight hits in five innings. A little bit of a rocky outing for him. You know, for Seattle, I I have concerns about this team still. I mean, I think now that Julio Rodriguez is back, this is certainly a much more formidable offense. And the bullpen is really, really good. I like this bullpen quite a bit. And that's a very important part of your team going into the playoffs because starters don't work as deep into games. Games are kind of shortened. You have a lot more relievers coming in, all of that. The concern I have about this team is the starting rotation. You know, Logan Gilbert has overperformed this year relative to some of his advanced metrics. Um, you know, we've certainly seen Marco Gonzalez be a lot better than his advanced metrics. So I guess we'll kind of wait and see what actually happens here with Seattle down the stretch. But getting Luis Castillo was a big ad, even though he wound up struggling here today. And for Oakland and, and some of these bad teams, not to go off on a tangent about the A's, but for some of these bad teams here the rest of the way, I mean, they're not pressured. Right. They're not. This is a very low stress environment for them. Guys are just coming up, trying to get plate appearances for next season, trying to get innings, trying to get signed somewhere else. So for a team like Oakland, who's actually been playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks, be wary of those big underdogs because they're just going out there free and easy. You know, they're not stressed at all. Well, we'll talk about it a little later in the program, but the uh, Texas Rangers beating the Minnesota Twins was a good example today. You've got a team that has all kinds of pressure, really pressing to, uh, pressing to win ball games against the team that's out of it. And right. that's exactly what you had with the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland Athletics the last two days, those wins going to the Oakland A's, the home team. I believe that's only 19 wins this entire season they've had in Oakland. Uh, the bullpen you mentioned for Seattle continues to be great. Since the All-Star break, their top seven relievers all have an ERA of three or less. Uh, you can add Chris Flexen to that group as well as they have decided to keep George Kirby in the starting rotation. Yeah, which is interesting. I, I kind of figured that they would start turning Kirby into like a piggyback, multi-inning reliever type of guy because that's probably the best role for him when we get to the postseason. But one thing I want to mention real quick about Oakland, you mentioned their 19th win at home here. They got J.P. Sears in that Frankie Montas deal from the Yankees. I really like J.P. Sears, and specifically when he starts at home. And he was at home today in an underdog role, of course, against Luis Castillo. But he's a guy that kind of pitches to contact but will stay off the barrel, a guy that you know is, is a little bit more of a fly ball type of guy, something that plays well at the Coliseum. And that's something that we will pick up on as the rest of the season goes along. The bad teams with the average to above average starting pitchers probably end up taking a lot of money just because these favorites have inflated prices. Sears five quality innings today, gave up one run on six hits, struck out three. The one run was a solo Homer. Just a a last little thing here on Oakland is I like JP Sears the rest of the way. I think if you want to bet on him in some big underdog roles, either on the straight money line or say a plus one and a half at maybe plus money or minus one ten, something like that. I think J.P. Sears is a guy to back in this Oakland rotation. All right, very good. I'm going to keep my eye on him. 
uh, got a victory today as an underdog. The uh, Phillies, they're hoping to get Bryce Harper back in less than two weeks. On Monday, he took 60 swings on the field as he continues to recover from a broken thumb. Now, here's a team that entered the day 12 games above 500 and in the two-hole for the National League wildcard race. Quite a game today between the Phillies and the Mets. They ended up losing that one 10-9. That was a wild affair. The, the Phillies kept jumping ahead. The Mets kept coming back. And then finally in the ninth inning, the Mets went in front 10-8. to The Phillies came close in their half of the ninth, but came up short ultimately 10-9. to yeah, so this is a scenario I'm watching very closely here with the Phillies. They put Sir Anthony Dominguez on the injured list yesterday. And we'll be talking about the Yankees in the next segment. But one of the things that we talked about last week in terms of what was wrong with the Yankees was that they started having bullpen injuries. Things started popping up that kind of threw off the hierarchy of that bullpen because guys settle into defined roles. You've got your guys in high leverage. You've got your guys in low leverage. When somebody gets hurt, you start moving guys around. I'm very worried about the Phillies right now with this Dominguez injury, and it's not something that moves a number or anything like that, but he's a very important high-leverage reliever for this team, and when they got good and they got out of their funk, it's because the bullpen really stabilized. Now they lose a key piece in high leverage, and that's really concerning to me with this Phillies team, so I think they could struggle a little bit here as we go forward. Bryce Harper also had uh, elbow ligament surgery, suffered before the broken thumb, and that will limit him to just the designated hitter role. I don't think they're going to be playing him in the field at all. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, continue to lead the Boston Red Sox 2-1 to one in the bottom half of the third inning, just one out and nobody on as the Red Sox continue to trail here by just a run, and the live line just came off the board here. The Baltimore Orioles I saw in the live market as high as a minus 200 favorite on the money line. Your in-game total had gotten all the way to 10 as they scored a few runs early in this ballgame. Uh, we will examine the Yankees, as you said, when we came back. When we come back, the post-All-Star break New York Yankees. Stick with us. It is the run line right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. 
Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Brady Cannon and Adam Burke with you here inside the run line and checking Sunday night baseball. The Baltimore Orioles had a little bit of a threat going there in the bottom of the third inning, but it does not produce any runs. It remains 2-1. to one. They lead the Boston Red Sox going to the top of the fourth inning, and Baltimore now down to a minus-165 favorite to win this ballgame in the live market. And it was as high as 10 as far as your in-game total. It had gone down to 9, and now as we flip over to the fourth inning, it uh, drops down to eight and a half. So a lot of live action on the move here. It looked like we were going to get a high scoring game early, uh, but it is slowed down here a little bit, Adam. And speaking of slowed down, the New York Yankees post all-star break have been a horrific story on Saturday. They lost for the 15th time in their last 19 games. And it was after a four to two win over the blue Jays on Sunday that they are now 10 and 20 since the all-star break. And I remember before the break, they had close to a 16-game lead in the division, maybe 15-and-a-half if I recall, but that is now down to just an eight-game lead over Tampa Bay in the American League East with 40 regular season games left to play. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, they're pretty fortunate because Toronto is not really hitting since the All-Star break. They've been very, very inconsistent, and Tampa Bay hasn't hit for the majority of the season. So they've been pretty lucky that the teams that were behind them haven't really played well enough to actually catch up all that much, at least until now, where, as you said, that lead's kind of been cut in half a little bit here. looks like their biggest lead was 15 and a half. Okay, so, didn't quite get to 16. Yeah, they couldn't, couldn't quite get there, and I, I don't think they're going to have a chance at getting back there with how they've been <laughs> playing here of late. But, you know, for the Yankees, it, it's been a variety of different things. I mean, as I talked about in the previous segment, the bullpen injuries have been a problem for them. They did get Jonathan Loisga and Aroldis Chapman back from injury, but... Those guys have not been sharp. They don't really know where to use any of them. They tried using Chapman in high leverage on Saturday. That didn't really work out for them. Uh, they, you know, Clay Holmes is now on the injured list with back spasms after he's been struggling quite a bit. Michael King fractured his elbow. They've got some issues at the back end of that bullpen. But to me, I think the biggest issue for this team, they can't hit. They yeah. cannot hit got right it. now. DJ LeMahieu got a two-out hit today that produced a run that was huge. And, I mean, they certainly haven't been doing that. But you're right. They, the hitting has been awful. Yeah, it really has been. And look, this was as of the games going into Saturday. So it doesn't include yesterday's game or today's game. But since July 23rd, since Giancarlo Stanton hit the injured list, as a team, they've batted 225 with a 304 on base, 385 slugging. And Andrew Benintendi, who, of course, homered today, because as we were joking about during the break, this is what happens on this show. I send in notes. We put graphics together. And then, you know, guy hits a home run or, or does something Game-winning home run. Also but, had a double, by the way. But Benintendi's been awful since they acquired him. He's batted under 200. He's had an on-base percentage just right around 300. Hit the home run today, as you mentioned, and had another big hit. But uh, that's a guy that, you know, they brought over expecting pretty big things from, and they haven't gotten it. So, you know, Giancarlo Stanton did start a rehab assignment on Saturday. So we'll see if he can get back and, you know, make it through that and actually end up helping out Aaron Judge. But Judge has been struggling of late as well. Maybe he's kind of wearing down a little bit, a guy that's battled a lot of injuries throughout his career. So 
A lot of concerns, a lot of issues with this Yankees team right now. Alec Manoa, by the way, uh, hit another batter. I think he's hit 13 batters this season, and he hit Aaron Judge today. And some tempers flared a little bit. Garrett Cole came running out of the dugout, and Judge said, no, no, stay away, guys. Uh, nothing to see here, and it didn't really amount to anything. Uh, as far as a season win total, and I am a holder of one of those tickets on the over for the New York Yankees, they must go 18-22 and 22 down the stretch to go over their season win total. And this was a notion that seemed like a mere formality, Adam, a month ago. If they keep losing two for every one win, that puts them roughly around 87 wins for the season. And obviously that is a torn ticket in my pocket. And their schedule is is pretty challenging, actually, the rest of the way. They have the Subway Series here that they'll play on Monday and Tuesday where they face Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. So that's not particularly fun for them. Four games at Oakland, three games at the Los Angeles Angels. Those are games I think they need to take care of their affairs. We'll see if they're able to do it. Then they finish up that 10-game road trip in Tampa Bay before hosting Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Then they play at Boston, at Milwaukee, two games with Pittsburgh. But they don't really have a lot of gimme games the rest of the way. They do end with a four-game set, including an October 4th doubleheader against the Texas Rangers. So if they're close to it, you might get a nice little break there with them playing the Rangers. But Again, I mean, this is a team that has a lot of issues right now. Frankie Montas has given up 14 runs and in 14 innings since joining the Yankees. And, of course, he was hurt right before that trade. So they have issues in the rotation. Jamison Tyon has an ERA of 535 over his last 14 starts. They have issues in the bullpen. They have issues on offense. Aaron Boone in his press conference getting very animated, hitting the table, getting upset. Uh, a lot of things going wrong for the Yankees right now. And the reality of it is the only way to fix these things is to start finding a way to string wins together. Yeah, and starting to string hits together, I think it begins with that. You mentioned how their offense and their hitting has just been awful. I talked about LeMahieu gets the two-out RBI today. I mean, that's something that we just have not seen out of this Yankees team. I mean, how many runs have they scored over the course of about the last 60 innings or so? Outside of that eight-run uh, outburst that uh, they got uh, the other night when Josh Donaldson hit a grand slam to win the game, I mean, their games, I mean, they got four today, but they have been basically only scoring one or two runs, and it seems like about their last eight games or so. Yeah, dating back to August 9th, three or fewer runs in every game except for that walk-off game where they did need the extra innings to get there. And it was funny, too, because, you know, they hit that walk-off grand slam, and everyone's like, oh, this is what will get them going. This is what will get them going. They scored four runs over the next three games against the Blue Jays. So it was not what got them going. Uh, but they did pick up that win today, as you mentioned. And look, I mean, this is a team that, you know, they've got a low batting average. They take a lot of pitches. They work very deep into counts. They draw a lot of walks. But the thing about drawing walks is you wind up hitting in deep counts all the time. So you have to protect with two strikes. That can sometimes lower your contact quality. And in fact, the Yankees, who have been number one or number two all season long in hard hit percentage, have fallen down to about 10th in the month of August. So they're just not making quality contact anymore either. Look, maybe... They fix it, especially with Stanton coming back. Maybe that's kind of the missing piece for them. But there are obviously a lot more concerns here about them than we saw for basically the first, you know, 100 or so games of the season. We had that uh, graphic up. If you can put that up again, you found a great tweet uh, talking about their inefficiency at the plate over the course of the last 11 games or so. Uh, you brought that one to our attention. How did it read exactly again? Yeah, so over their last 11 games, this was going into Saturday. They had scored 21 runs over their last 11 games, batting 178. The last time the Yankees had so few runs with such a low batting average, 
May of 1914. Over so we're, we're going way span. back wow. in the annals for that one. 1914. It's been that bad over the last 11 games for the New York Yankees. And the uh, thing of it is, they're still up eight. I know. You know, they, they still have that big lead, and they're still going to get one of the two buys for the playoffs. So, I mean, at least, you know, they're struggling now when they built a nice cushion as opposed to doing it early. Do you have an idea of when Giancarlo Stanton might come back for the Yankees? So, like I said, he started a rehab assignment on Saturday. I would think that they probably want that to be five to seven games at least. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, probably maybe push a little bit further just because he is a guy that's had, you know, kind of recurring injuries throughout his career. But, you know, look, it's probably one of those things where maybe they extend it I don't know. They had a 10-game road trip. You know, you, you typically don't want to bring a guy back on a road trip, but maybe it would be good for him to be with the ball club, kind of be with, back with the boys again and, and all of that. So, I don't know. Maybe he comes back for that September 2nd series against Tampa Bay, but I, that's probably a little bit long, I think. I, I was thinking maybe Labor Day weekend, certainly if they do extend him. And you mentioned the series that they begin on Monday, a two-game. This is uh, part two of the Subway series as the Yankees will host the New York Mets on Monday and Max Scherzer will go for the Mets on Monday. Jacob deGrom on Tuesday, the Yankees counter with Domingo Herman and Frankie Montas. And you talked about Montas, who has really been struggling since he came over from the Oakland A's. It's exactly uh, what you want when you're struggling, right? You send Domingo yeah. Herman and Frankie Montas against Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's absolutely a victory if they split that two-game yes, set. Yes, 100%. Yes, I agree with that. Um, what about uh, the, the, you, you talked about an eight-game lead, and you said they're going to get a bye. So you think they're going to win the division? Yeah, I, I think it's really hard to, to see any of those teams over, overtaking them. I mean, look, you know, the Rays just – they're not good offensively. And Wander Franco's had a couple of setbacks now with his rehab coming back from the broken handmade bone. That's a guy that means so much to that team, both offensively and defensively. They are getting healthier, but I think eight games is a little bit too much for them to make up. And then Toronto, they can't get out of their own way. I mean, they keep having games where they're not scoring enough. The bullpen is very hit or miss. The rotation is, you never know what you're going to get from a lot of those guys, except for Kevin Gosman. So, I don't think either one of those teams have enough to catch them, but the Yankees are making it too close for comfort for sure. If uh, I gave you an in-season uh, season win total of 91.5, which it was uh, prior to the season beginning, would you go under or over? I, I would probably say over. I, I think I think they Good get Good man. I, I think your I like ticket's going to come through. Yeah. Right. I know you're fishing for that. Your ticket's going to come through. I think it's good. I'm hoping. Fingers are crossed. The regression report is next right here on the run line. Stick around. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Now remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. You can sign up on our discounted football special to get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of us, the Sports Betting Network. Brady Cannon and Adam Burke with you inside the run line. 
Checking in on baseball for the next couple of hours, Baltimore Orioles and Boston Red Sox representing in your Sunday night baseball tilt. And right now the Orioles up 2-1 to one on Boston, and they've got a base hit right there. Two runners on with two out in the bottom of the fourth inning. They lead Boston 2-1, to one, and they have moved to minus 225 favorites in the live market. Your in-game total keeps falling here after we had some runs early in this ball game. It has slowed down now for a couple of innings, and your in-game total is now down to eight. Uh, Adam, it is time for the regression report, and this is a little study that you put together every week on the run line where you see some outliers in the world of baseball, some team that's really overperforming in one area that you expect to come back to the pack or a team that is uh, noticeably low in another area that you expect to see some positive turn. And, and we've looked at one here this week for bullpens in the second half of the season and their left-on-base percentage. And I want to note that the major league average is in the neighborhood of 70 or 72%. So you, that can give you a frame of reference here. The Blue Jays, all the way to almost 87%, their bullpen left-on-base percentage. The Cubs at 83.3%. The Guardians at just a tick over 83%. And then the Cincinnati Reds at a little bit over 78.7%. So uh, these teams, obviously, way above the mean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, both of us are football guys, and, and you kind of think about turnover margin and the impact that that has on the game. A lot of Major League Baseball games come down to a handful of at-bats, a handful of plate appearances with men in scoring position. And if you're able to strand runners, that's good. If you're not stranding runners, then that's really good. So, you know, for the offensive side of things, if you're able to get those really key hits, right, you know, you're able to drive your guys in, that's very important. But the bullpen is such an important factor in Major League Baseball now. We're seeing fewer starter innings than ever before. So you know, a team like Toronto, for example, as you mentioned, actually through yesterday's games, they were up over 87%. That's not likely to continue. And as I mentioned, this is a Toronto team that's below league average offensively by WRC plus in the second half of the season. Now, they're only 1% below league average, but that's not what you would expect from Toronto. So they're winning a lot of games because the bullpen's stranding a lot of runners. That may not continue for them as we go forward, and it's certainly not going to continue at an 87% clip. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think Toronto can chase down the Yankees. It's one of the reasons why I still worry about the Cleveland Guardians in the American League Central, where they're up over 83% with their strand rate, their left-on-base percentage as a bullpen, because that's just not likely to continue. It's so far away from, as you mentioned, the league average in that 72% range. So... A lot of these games are predicated on what happens with men in scoring position. And those teams that we mentioned, the Blue Jays, the Guardians, and the Cubs, all teams that are really overperforming right now, and the Reds especially too, because they're at about 79%. And that's a bad bullpen. That is not a good bullpen at all. All season long, it's been one of the worst in Major League Baseball. But now they're having some small sample size success. I would expect that to regress to the mean. So whether that means betting the over, whether that means fading a team, you want to look at left on base percentages because they will kind of gradually regress back to something more like a league average number. And these teams that we've discussed here are probably teams that are going to start giving up more runs. Adam, we've seen the emphasis on bullpens increase so much in baseball. I want to say at least in the last 10 years, maybe even more so than that, but it just seems to be, you know, less and less importance on the starter. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays and Kevin Cash, they started the whole opener thing and some other teams have followed that look. Do you see that trend continuing where starting pitching just becomes a lost art? Yeah, you know, I think it's a fair question to ask because 
some teams are kind of pushing their starters a little bit more nowadays. And it seems like starters are just kind of being built a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more accustomed to that grind because you've got so many of these baseball coaching facilities out there now that kind of preach arm health, preach optimized mechanics, all of that. We could kind of see the starter come back into play on the flip side. There will still be a lot of teams that worry about that third time through the order penalty, you know, because that's where a pitcher definitely struggles more than he will the first or second time through. Some teams pay close attention to that. The Rays, as you mentioned, the Twins are another team that they just don't get length from their starters, but other teams really try to push that. So I think it'll just continue to be on a case-by-case basis based on the philosophy of the team. And there will come a point, too, not to go down a rabbit hole here, but there will come a point where starting pitcher salaries become so suppressed that the players union kind of pushes for something. I don't know what it's going to be. They got the three batter minimum through now. Major League Baseball did that to kind of speed up the game. But I think there will come a point where starters are just going to go, look, we can't make money if we're only going five innings you know, every fifth day. So I think that'll be something where there has to be a tipping point of either managers trying to get their players more money and keep them happy or there being some sort of rule change to kind of push that forward. Baseball changing rules? Yeah. The ball is different in August again. We, <laughs> we could probably talk about that later in the show. Our friend Roxy Roxborough had a tweet earlier today that I saw. I don't know if you saw that. I'll have to look it up here on the break. But it was basically like baseball is, you know, toying with the rules so much. What happened to the good old days was stolen bases. And, you know, and that's what fans want to see. They want to see triples. They want to see doubles. They want to see runners moving around the base paths. And uh, it, it just seems like baseball is trying to do so many things. They're trying to speed up the game. Uh, they're trying to, you know, put pitchers on a pitch count. Not, not, not as far as how many pitches they throw, but, but a clock. Mm-hmm. Um, the shift, and now they, are they going to get rid of the shift? And, and you talk about it, you know, the humidor and the balls. Um, just all kinds of things that they're trying to tinker with this sport. And it, it's weird how it's evolved. Like I say, probably mostly in the last five to ten years, um, let's look well, at, I want to expand ahead. on that real quick because um, minor leagues are toying with bigger bases. So that could increase stolen bases, certainly. Interesting. Um, and, and also, you know, it could increase guys beating out infield hits a little bit more and all of that. But you ask about starting pitchers and kind of is it a lost art? It's going to be really interesting to see. I do expect the shift to be banned next year. I do expect you teams like to, to only, you know, no. I, I think it's it's hard I think enough. You should to, be able to play wherever you want. Yeah, I think it's hard enough to come up with you know strategies and, and things in Major League Baseball to kind of help you out a little bit. So I, I don't like it. I, I think that you know, look, I mean, guys just need to, to to be able to adapt as best as they possibly can with the shift. But it's going to create a scenario in which starting pitchers give up more hits, probably. Oh yeah. So if that's the case, then they probably won't work any deeper into games. But this is I, I gotta say, like, could you imagine? betting the NFL, right? And like the weight of the ball or the size of the ball or something like that changes week to week, month to month, whatever the case may ballpark be. Ballpark to ballpark. It is remarkably frustrating to bet into this baseball market when you don't know how the ball is going to play that day, that week, that month, that season. It changes within the course of a season. Um it's just I some days I I wonder how I could possibly do this on a daily basis because you just, you don't know. Let me ask you about the second half of your report here. And these are some teams that are really on the low end of the left on base percentage. Again, this is bullpens in the second half of the season. The, and and none of these teams are really in it. The giants with a very feeble shot to possibly get into the wild card, but the Detroit tigers 
58%, a left-on-base percentage out of their bullpen in the second half. The Red Sox at just over 58%. Excuse me. And then the Giants at 65.5%. There's actually 10 teams that are under 70% in this category. Yeah, so two of these teams are pretty bad defensive teams. The Red Sox are not a very good defensive team, and the Giants are awful. That's been one of their biggest problems all season long. And that was always their trademark for a long time. Pitching and defense kept them in ballgames. Yeah, I I don't know how Farhan Zaidi and and the front office there kind of allowed this to happen, especially after coming off of winning 107 games last season, to have these bullpen issues, to have the offense completely crater, then have these defensive problems as well. For the Tigers, their bullpen doesn't strike a lot of guys out. So that's a reason. The more strikeouts you have, the easier it is to strand runners. That's probably kind of a common sense point. But if you have a high strikeout rate, you typically have a high left on base percentage. The Tigers don't strike out a lot of guys. The Red Sox bullpen just isn't very good. The Giants, they don't strike out a lot of guys, and they can't field the ball. So none of these three are all that big of a surprise. But again, being that far off of the 72% league average to be 57 58%, probably not going to continue. So whether you bet unders or you bet on those teams to get a little bit better or you look for live betting situations, stuff like that, I think there will be some betting angles with that as we go forward. Well, you talk about the San Francisco Giants and the 107 wins last season. Uh, That's uh, part of the regression report as well. That's exactly what has happened to them, I think, in a number of different areas this season. I I certainly didn't expect them to achieve that again this year. You know, I did not bet their season win total under, but I certainly should have. Yeah, and you know, I thought that the Pakota projection at Baseball Prospectus before the season was ludicrous to be at 80 and 82. I guess I'm the fool because it seems (laughs) like that was pretty accurate. Next up, we will talk about divisions, the American League and the National League divisions, and also take a look at the wild card race. They're headed to the bottom of the fifth inning, Baltimore leading the Red Sox. Still 2-1, to your in-game total all the way down to seven. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. 
Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The Betting Splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits, another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's Betting Splits for every game at vcin.com. Adam, let's take a look at the divisions in Major League Baseball, both in the American League and the National League. Your division leaders are the Astros, the Yankees, and the Guardians in the junior circuit, and in the senior circuit, the Dodgers, the Mets, and St. Louis. And when we were on this show last week, St. Louis and uh, Milwaukee were in a dogfight, but St. Louis has really started to pull away in the NL Central. And it's just weird. You know, we've seen Josh Hader you know, really struggle here for the last week or so. They, of course, trade Hater to San Diego, which I found a little bit shocking. But everything that's going on with Milwaukee is has a little has me a little bit puzzled and how they have fallen off the pace so much in that division. Yeah, it's it's been surprising, especially because, you know, you had the injury to Brandon Woodruff earlier on in the year. You had the injury to Freddie Peralta as well. Woodruff's been around for a while now. Peralta got back a few weeks ago. Corbin Burns is still throwing the ball really, really well, but They've had all kinds of issues in middle relief throughout the course of the season. They have some issues at the back end of the bullpen now as well when Devin Williams is unavailable or after he exits the game. And offensively, they've just been kind of hit or miss. You know, you don't really know what you're going to get from them day in and day out. The Cardinals, on the other hand, I mean, look, if you want to talk about the impact that the trade deadline can have. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jordan Montgomery's been outstanding. Jose Yankees Quintana's been good. Use him right now. Yeah, no kidding. I, I, can't, <laughs> I was surprised that they moved Montgomery. I figured Tyon had a chance to go. Jamison Tyon had a chance to go. But apparently nobody wanted him because they kind of saw what I saw over his last 12 or 14 starts. But the Cardinals improved their biggest weakness. They've got a really good bullpen when everybody's out there. The offense is good enough. Of course, we're seeing the resurgence of Albert Pujols, which is an interesting development. But the starting staff was the problem. They get Montgomery. They get Quintana. They get two guys that can pitch in front of a really good defense, and they've completely taken off. They've won seven in a row. Now, as you mentioned, that lead out to five in the National League Central. I still had hope for the Brewers, but uh, that that's dwindling by the day. The uh, New York Mets picked up a very important win today, and it comes with an Atlanta Braves loss. Uh, so that was certainly good for New York Mets fans today, a wild game that they had against the Philadelphia Phillies. They end up winning 10-9. to The Houston Astros, they pad their lead in the American League West as the Mariners lose for the second straight day to the A's. The Houston Astros beat the Atlanta Braves, who have been absolutely red hot, Adam. They have now won nine out of their last 11, but that increases the Mets' lead in the National League East to four games. Yeah, first I have to mention, I had Astros-Braves under 7.5 last night. 1-1, going to extra innings. Never had a prayer. <laughs> in extra innings. I hate the ghost runner for what it's worth. Uh, but look, you know, when you look at these two teams, I think it's pretty interesting because coming up here, both have pretty weak schedules. So, I mean, the, the Mets do get the Yankees for the next two games, but it is Scherzer and DeGrom. Then they host Colorado. They do play the Dodgers. But after that, Washington, Pittsburgh, Miami, the Cubs, Pittsburgh again. It's going to be pretty tough, I think, for the Braves to gain some ground here because the Mets really do have a pretty easy schedule outside of what people will bill as an NLCS preview hosting the Dodgers here coming up this weekend. But the Braves, the story is always the same with the Braves. I've talked about this a lot. I will continue to talk about it till I'm blue in the face. When they're not striking out, they are going to put up a lot of runs. One of the things that makes bad teams bad, they don't have strikeout pitchers on the staff. 
So coming up here for the Braves, they've got Pittsburgh for three. They do play three at St. Louis, but then Colorado, Miami, Oakland. They do face Seattle and San Francisco on a pretty interesting West Coast road trip. But the Braves don't really get challenged a whole lot here coming up either. So I think it's hard for them to gain ground where the Mets are going to be playing a pretty soft schedule outside of these two games against the Yankees and that three-game series against the Dodgers. So I, I think that the Mets are still in good shape here uh, with that four-game lead that they've got. Let's take a look at your Cleveland Guardians in the American League Central. They have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Minnesota Twins, who fell today to the Texas Rangers. They were scheduled to play the Chicago White Sox today, but that game was postponed. It was delayed quite a bit on Saturday. They finally got that game in. The Chicago White Sox won that one. Uh, they did not get today's game in action. It'll be rescheduled. So the Guardians now with a one-and-a-half game lead on the Twins and the White Sox in third place, trailing by two-and-a-half games. Yeah, so for the Guardians, I believe they've already played 11 or 12 doubleheaders this season. I don't know if they've rescheduled this game as part of a doubleheader or not, but they've had so many postponements. It's been crazy. In fact, it took them a while to catch up to the Twins in terms of number of games played because they had so many games rained out early on in the year. This division stinks. I mean, I understand <laughs> that, right. that Cleveland, you know, they're they're eight games over 500, but this division is so bad. I None of these teams deserve to be in the playoffs, frankly. And again, as a Guardians fan, I'm out here saying this. The Twins, still major concerns about their starting pitching. And now Tyler Molly goes on the IL for 15 days. He had about a four-mile-per-hour drop in velocity in that last start. Goes for an MRI. It comes back clean, but they still put him on the 15-day with shoulder fatigue. He's not the only guy that they have that can work deep into games. So that's a really big loss for them. Their only big trade deadline acquisition was Molly. The White Sox, I, I, you know, he, you know, Tony Larusa did it again this weekend, walking intentionally walking a guy with two strikes and two outs in the inning, and Oscar Gonzalez after a double steal to load the bases. Uh, the game passed him by probably about ten years ago, but the game has really passed him by now. I don't know who's going to win this division but it'll probably be a team that backs into it rather than actually wins it. Very interesting as we shift to the wild card races. Look at the American League. Obviously, Houston, the Yankees, and the Guardians leading their respective divisions, but the wild card race, the three teams are all tied. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Seattle Mariners. The Rays won today. The Blue Jays and the Mariners lost today, but they are all tied. And then you have the Minnesota Twins two and a half games back and the Baltimore Orioles currently in action, leading the Red Sox on Sunday night baseball. But as of right now, three games back in the wild card race. Interesting that you have three teams tied. This is really going to be a heck of a stretch uh, the last 40 games of the season. And it's also interesting you have about four teams involved from the American League East. Yeah, and something that's going to be really fast, excuse me, fascinating to watch here is, you know, I think strength of schedule really comes into play. You know, for the Twins, I'm just looking at their schedule here to see how often they play Detroit and Kansas City because, you know, those are games that can definitely help them where, you know, the Blue Jays and the Rays probably have more games left against each other or they're playing games against a very, very strong American League East. The door should be open for a team like the Twins or even a team like the Guardians, honestly, with the strength of schedule that's remaining and certainly for Seattle playing Oakland and Texas a little bit more, but the twins, they play Kansas city six times. They only play Detroit three more times. A lot of games with Cleveland, a lot of games with Chicago. They also have to play Boston. They have to play the Yankees. They have to play the Astros. So it's a really, it's a pretty tough path. I think for the twins, I, I think the three teams that are there right now are your three wildcard teams. If Baltimore can find a way 
to keep this going. I could see them leapfrogging the Twins, having the best shot, but I think the three that are there right now, the Blue Jays, Mariners, and Rays, I think the th- are the three that are going to ultimately make it. That would be my bet as well. I, I agree with you. I- I'm not a big Twins fan, uh, and you mentioned how difficult their schedule is down the stretch, and I just don't know if the Orioles are quite ready, and they may be just a little too far back uh, in that race. If we shift over to the National League, the Braves the Braves are in. They're either going to win the division or they're probably going to be the very number one wildcard team in the National League. And then you have the Padres and the Phillies really in a battle along with the Milwaukee Brewers. I kind of think, Adam, it's going to be those three teams that are right there today as well. Milwaukee has just been very disappointing in the last few weeks. Yeah, Milwaukee has been very disappointing. And and I will say this, they do play the third weakest remaining strength of schedule. The Cardinals have the weakest in the National League, and the Mets, interestingly enough, have the second weakest. So as we just talked about, it's going to be a little bit tough for the Braves to make up any ground there in that National League East. Um, Look, you know, the the one team that's really interesting to me, and obviously it's a very interesting one to you as well, is is the San Diego Padres. You know, I I really don't think... They barely beat Patrick Corbin today. Yeah, that's that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign at all. And, and look, I mean, they have issues at the back end of the bullpen. They have some issues in the rotation as well. But are their issues big enough for them to not be able to hold off Milwaukee? And, and the Phillies will get Bryce Harper back, it would appear. Mm-hmm. As I said, I am worried about the Phillies with Sir Anthony Dominguez being out. The question is, can the Brewers capitalize now? Because this is the time, I think, where the Phillies look a little bit vulnerable. So I think the Braves will make it. I think the Padres will make it. I wouldn't be shocked if the Brewers made it over the Phillies. Um, but... You know, again, they, they do play a little bit weaker of a schedule, but they got to figure things out, though. Yeah, I, I just they, they just don't look like a confident team to me. It was a good win today over the Chicago Cubs, you know, about time. But uh, I, I don't know. They've just been so disappointing in the last couple of weeks. And Philly's kind of been hot and cold. They were real hot, you know, 10 days ago or so. Now they've kind of slumped just a little bit. But you mentioned Harper coming back. I think it'll be these three teams. The Padres are, are really an anomaly as well. I, I think it's a case with San Diego where there's so much pressure bringing Juan Soto and everybody in. There's expectations on that team now. Yeah, huge expectations, absolutely. And, and again, you know, do they live up to them? That That's the question, and so far they haven't. We'll come back. More of the run line in just a moment. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.